Good afternoon, it's 12 o'clock and welcome to the Money Web at Midday Show. My name is Raik van Nieker. Well, we're seeing a bit of a cautious day on the markets um, with the JSC uh, currently being a bit flat. And that is probably a good thing as the market has been under some pressure since last week. The rand is also slightly stronger today and it may even test the psychological barrier of 15 rand to the dollar. Um, and then uh, yesterday we saw Moody's um, rep- you know, publish a report that uh, it ch- changed the outlook for South African banks uh, from stable, uh, from negative to stable. But unfortunately, the rand seemed to be under some significant pressure this morning. And I'll speak to Wayne McCurry of FNB Wealth and Investments about these and other stories. And then consumer group Clover released results. It was for the full year to the end of June. And I'll speak to you, one Forster, the chief executive, about the numbers. But first, let's look at the indicators. The JC All Share Index down 0.3%, currently at $55,992 point rather, and that is after it actually uh, was in the green not too long ago. The resources uh, up 1%, the uh, industrials down half a percent, financials have lost 1.4% led by the banks. The gold index uh, up three quarters of a percent. On international markets, the FTSE 100 is trading down 0.2%. The DAX has gained nearly, nearly 0.3%, and the CIC 40 is trading 0.5% higher. Earlier in Southeast Asia, the Nikkei closed down a quarter of a percent. Shanghai lost a third of a percent. Hang Seng also closed down 0.2 percent. Let's look at individual shares. So Banya Gold trading 3.2 percent higher. Exaro has gained 3 percent. Cap 2.5. African Rainbow Minerals has gained 2.3. Goldfield up 2 percent. Glencore and uh, Sapi. Uh, and Sassel rather also up 1.8%. On the downside, Truers, Truers down nearly 4%. Green Bay down 3.5%. Standard Bank has lost 2.7%. Deskem 2.5%. Willys also down 2.5%. APSA Bank down 2.3%. Uh, First Rand also down 2%. Let's look at the uh, the exchange rates. The Rand is currently trading at 15 Rand and 6 cents against the US dollar. 19 rand 62 against the pound and 17 rand 46 against the euro. The euro is trading at $1.15 and um, the pound is trading at $1.30 and uh, Bitcoin at $6,249, another slip of around $40 or uh, 97,755 thousand rand then uh gold price one thousand one hundred and ninety seven dollars brent crude seventy eight dollars seventy two that is slightly down from yesterday the platinum price currently at seven hundred and eighty eight dollars the r186 at 9.19 percent um wayne mccurry of uh, fmb wealth and investment so welcome to the show what do you make of the current markets well, look, it's after yesterday's big fall. I mean, it's just stable at the moment. Obviously, the rand approaching 15 is quite encouraging. But other than the banks going down, there's not really all that much that's happening. And you don't understand why the banks are going down. I mean, the rand's strong, etc. But I suppose that's the market. Yeah. But what did you make of the Moody's report? Several commentators yeah. uh, that stated maybe not uh, in uh, reflecting the economic reality of South African prospects. Well, look, when you look at the economic reality of, of South Africa, you must understand the banks are all still showing profits. Eh? There's no big bad debt write-offs. The profit growth isn't big, but 
you know, when you look at the financial statements of the bank and take First Rand in particular, I mean, First Rand, the bank itself, did phenomenally well. Now, there's plenty of reasons why it did well. But the point is, the bank results are not catastrophic at all. They're just mediocre. And they are fully capitalized. They're meeting all the capital requirements. So, obviously, Moody's looked at that and said, well, we're upgrading the banks despite the current economic environment. Yeah, but I'm uh, looking at some of the uh, you know the share prices currently, um, and they're down two percent, which is significant in, yes. in the current market. Um, yeah, and and the, the, this whole sector has been under pressure for uh, a few months now. Uh, when do you think we can you know look at this sector as maybe a, an investment opportunity? Well, look, the prices probably still can go lower before they represent a true buying opportunity. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go lower. You know, let's just say the economy deteriorates further. Let's just say President Trump does something on the trade wars and institutes more tariffs against China. If the banks go down another, call it 10% or so, then they will truly represent good buying opportunity. They're not bad value where they are now, but of course you need the economy to recover before you're going to see any recovery in the banks or in the retailers, almost irrespective of what their valuations are. You know, shares can stay cheap for a long time. You need a bit of a, I suppose you need a bit of a fire under earnings for the shares to really start to run. Now, when we look a year ago under the old government, the old ANC government, you know, first rand was trading at 49 rand. Then when, 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 when the new president came in, it went to 78 rand. And it's been sitting between 60 and 70 now for a while. So it's still up quite significantly on where it was a year ago when we had the huge danger of junk status and all of that sort of stuff. Now, that might still come back. I mean, who knows? I mean, you just don't know. Certainly, our economy is not getting any better. And although there have been quite a few reforms in that the management of all the state-owned enterprises has been changed, and we've seen the new mining charter, there hasn't been actual that much physical, I suppose, policy changes or policy certainty given by the government and, you know, new policy directions and plans going forward. So until that happens, you know, we will always sit with this danger of going junk status. And certainly if the economy continues to deteriorate and we get no policy decisions out of the government, it's, there's a very reasonable possibility that sometime next year we could, in fact, moody downgrade us and go full junk status. I don't think it will happen, but that's just my opinion. But it could very easily happen, make no mistake about yeah. that. So I suppose the banks have got to get some good news, some economic good news, some policy good news, some good news. Yeah, Standard Bank Same down. The yeah, two point six percent net bank down, zero point nine first trend down, two point one. Uh, apps are down two and a half. Uh, but the thing is, uh, this sector has some quality businesses in it. So if there is going yes. to be a change in direction of the economic prospects, it Would can actually bounce uh, quite nicely. Um, yeah, and I mean, when you look at some of the retailers, I mean, uh, 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 shop hitting 52-week lows, yeah, I mean, that's also a good candidate if something comes right here for actually quite strong share, appreci- share appreciation. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know if you saw the, the story on MoneyWeb this morning. Um, of course, uh, Sunlam is trying to buy the uh, the shares in the Moroccan-based insurance group Saham um, for around 15 billion rand. They, they own, uh, already own around 46%, but they want to buy the rest. But it seems as if the Moroccan authorities don't want to approve the this deal and because of political tension um, and one of yes. those reasons being that South Africa didn't support the World Cup but in for 2026 well yeah well that's maybe being a little bit a little bit uh, childish didn't support the World Cup so we won't let you invest money in our country but I mean that's politicians unfortunately look the Sahams uh, I mean sometimes taking a big bet here mm. I mean this is their first truly huge acquisition outside of the country and they've put a lot of money into it and you know, we're quite positive on, on it, but understand the jury's still out on this, eh? And unfortunately, you know, South African companies, a lot of them have covered themselves in glory overseas in foreign jurisdictions, but a lot have not covered themselves in glory. And it's a risky undertaking. But, I mean, they obviously know their stuff, and Ian knows what he's doing there, we hope. <laughs> but the jury's still out, and it's a it's, it's big I mean, make no mistake, this is a big acquisition act. Yeah. Share price uh, up 0.5% uh, to 70 Rand 92. In- interesting developments there. Then just lastly, Wayne, the resilient group, embattled property group. Um, yes. uh, there was uh, a letter sent by some of the fund managers to the, the, to the board asking for a full independent investigation Correct. into what is going on there. And they came out uh, and said, no, they w- there will be a new board committee that will look at the investors' concerns. What do you make of this? Well, look, we'll have to see whether a board committee will satisfy the shareholders. But obviously, there's been many allegations, and there are currently of at least two investigations going on at the moment into resilient with the with, uh, accusations of, you know, share price uh, trading and incorrect reporting and all of this. But this is a definitive trend that's been around for a while now, actually, in that shareholder activism. And shareholders are a lot more involved now, certainly, than what they were 10 years ago, and rightly so. You know, it is after all the shareholders' money that, that the board and management uh, are, are in charge of. And if something does come up specifically related to ethics, management deserves, uh, you mean, shareholders deserve a full investigation into it. And we'll have to see whether the shareholder block that gave those letters to Resilient are satisfied that it's a board committee and not some truly independent third party that's going to look into it. Because I might be wrong here, but I think Resilient has already had a board committee looking into it. Mm. You know, already they've had investigations. Yeah, they had an internal... I know there's an FSB investigation and there's a JSE investigation. Yeah, but I think shareholders can uh, really feel aggrieved. The the share price down year-to-date, 64% over the last three years, 52%. Uh, yeah, something needs to give there, and uh, as you say, ethics uh, and yeah. corporate but governance. Look, I mean, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm also, you know, I'm not just defending shareholders. I mean, it's a classic thing, you know. You know, let the buyer beware. If you buy a property company that's yielding five, five and a half percent, and the long bonds yielding nine percent, you know, you got to ask the wisdom of your decision of buying that company at very, very elevated valuation levels. Uh, and not blame everything, not blame your decision solely on what's happened at, at management. Obviously, management have got responsibilities, but you as a buyer, you've also got to make sure that you don't overpay for something. 
Yeah, we'll have to leave it there. Thank you, Wayne. That was Wayne McCurry of F&B Wealth and Investments.